Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, old Tim and Savage, our Mondakistan bureau chief here for Montana Talks. Uh, reporting live from the uh, Montana-North Dakota border, our uh, Mondakistan bureau chief, Tim and Savage. He is exactly right here. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden, he thinks... He thinks he's going to to give money to the Palestinians. He thinks he's going. Uh, I mean, imagine the surprise on Joe Biden's face when he shows up in East Palestine, Ohio. And yeah, apparently it is Palestine. I, I remember when I first heard that, I was like, is it really called East Palestine, Ohio? It's not Palestine. Uh, yeah, apparently they pronounce it East Palestine, Ohio. But one year later. Joe Biden is finally, finally going to show support for the people in East Palestine, Ohio, after that uh, that massive train derailment one year ago. Donald Trump already went to show support for America first uh, about a year ago. Uh, Joe Biden was still overseas handing out your taxpayer dollars all over the, all over Europe at the time. Couldn't be bothered with these uh, these Americans and these American issues. But now he's finally headed to uh, to East Palestine, Ohio. The mayor of East Palestine told one of our White House producers earlier this month that his preference at this point, after a year, would be for President Biden, and this is a quote, he said the best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he is on his book tour. And the mayor there, Trent Conway, also said, we have heard nothing from the administration about a visit. He also said, I don't know what he would do here now, we have no idea why this announcement is happening now, except for the fact that Ohio is a battleground state in the election year that we are now in. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now it's an election year. Now Joe Biden has to pretend to care about the people of East Palestine, not Palestine, Ohio, just like John Tester has to pretend to care about the southern border, the invasion that he has helped uh, to create. They have to fake it. They have to pretend to care about America and the invasion they're responsible for. Uh, but, yeah, just imagine the shock on Joe Biden's face when he shows up in East Palestine, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. What am I doing here? I thought I thought we were giving money to the Hamas terrorists again. I mean, foreign aid to the Palestinians. Uh, uh, yeah, the same thing. Foreign aid to the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip ends up going to the Hamas terrorists. Foreign aid vis-a-vis the U.N., yes, also goes to the terrorists, not only at the U.N., but it goes to the folks at the top that are pushing the communist Chinese agenda and undermining America at every single turn. Uh, yeah, the Disney family in Libby was was spot on. You know, for years, folks like us were saying, stop funding the U.N., stop funding these terrorists, stop funding the anti-American activities. Uh, and and yet it continues, doesn't it? And yet it continues. Hey, we got a big show coming up for you today. Congressman Ryan Zinke speaking out against this sham border bill in the U.S. Senate. Uh, we're going to talk with him next hour of the program. Uh, we got phone lines open for you and a great guest coming up at eight twenty. This is where Montana talks. Jim in Great Falls. Jim, what's on your mind? I don't, I don't understand the program. They legalize marijuana and then take the majority of the tax money to make a treatment facility. So then they legalize gambling, and then they have a gambling treatment center, but then you can also write off if you lost. 
uh, we, we create the problem, we feed the problem, we keep the problem going, but come give us more money because we'll fix the problem. <laughs> I'm lost. You just described government. There you go, right there. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, this is a great story. I, I almost forgot that I printed this one up and had it in our stack of stuff this morning here. You know, we print up a big stack of stuff because you never know what you're going to talk about. You never know what people are going to call in and talk about. So you try to be ready for anything. Uh, but this is something I got to get to here because this is great. Uh, I saw this in the early bird report. This is a Military Times story talking about the ongoing uh, the ongoing civil war, the cold civil war, the ongoing uh, cold war civil war between the great state of Texas and the Biden administration, which is undermining America with this treasonous invasion on our southern border. So Joe Biden, who what was it just yesterday, claimed that he's doing everything he can to secure the southern border and he just needs more resources as he uses those resources to help illegal aliens flood into this country. Remember, what's the big dispute in Texas? Texas puts up razor wire to stop illegal aliens, to try to stop illegal aliens from flooding into this country. Joe Biden and, and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who should be impeached, the committee just recommended he be impeached uh, yesterday, by the way, that's moving forward. They ordered Border Patrol agents to go in and remove the razor wire so that illegal aliens can continue to flood into this country. And, and you remember, then the United States Supreme Court, you know, weighed in because the Biden administration, not only did they order their uh, Border Patrol agents to go in and remove the razor wire, they filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas claiming that they have the authority to do so. Now, the Supreme Court said, yeah, the feds have the authority to go in and remove the razor wire. But what the Supreme Court did not say is that Texas does not have the authority to go in and, and put the razor wire up in the first place. So it's, it's great. The, the governor of Texas in Texas is, is doubling down and putting up even more razor wire. Uh, in the midst of this dispute. But this is the headline from the Military Times this morning with a great photo to go with it. Texas Guard flies a come and take it flag amid dispute with the feds. The Texas Military Department posted a photo to its official X account Tuesday afternoon showing the Gonzalez flag flying above its headquarters in Austin. Now, the reason I said Gonzalez instead of Gonzalez is because, you know, if you're going to work in the media, you have to use a special accent whenever you're using Hispanic names. That's what the liberal media does. So if they expect you to use the wrong gender pronouns, if they expect you to call illegal aliens migrants, I guess they expect us to say Gonzalez instead of Gonzalez whenever we report these kinds of stories because that's what the liberal media does. So they're flying the Gonzalez flag above their headquarters in Austin, Texas. The flag, which reads, come and take it. Underneath an image of a cannon is the best-known flag of the Texas Revolution and originated at the Battle of Gonzales, according to the Texas Historical Commission. 
In the post on X, it is shown flying below the Texas flag at Camp Mabry. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that, yeah, that was great. Uh, Military Times uh, has that story. Come and take it. Not just a good flag to hoist over the great state of Texas, but that's basically the message that's being sent to the Joe Biden administration when it comes to the razor wire they continue to put up. Uh, but if you guys missed it, um, Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes, uh, I mentioned him last week during our SHOT Show coverage because Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes, he was there alongside Montana's Attorney General Austin Knutson. And, man, what, what, what a great team the two of them and their other Republican AGs have been in standing up to all this nonsense. But, but Reyes was on Fox & Friends earlier this morning and sp- cited specific elements of our U.S. Constitution, making the point that Texas is well within their rights to defend their state under our U.S. Constitution. What is the truth about how far Texas can go under the U.S. Constitution to protect itself and, quite frankly, our country? Well, there's there's two articles I want to focus on. Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution requires the federal government, the Biden administration, to defend our borders and defend the states against an invasion. Now then you look at Article 1, Section 10, in particular Clause 3, it gives the states, especially if the federal government is abdicating its role, it gives the states the right to protect themselves with their sovereign power. This is something that James Madison talked about. Uh, and the other founders, they used the example of Virginia and the Commonwealth of an invasion by smugglers and the proper exercise of its power. So we want to clarify for America that Texas is well within its rights and that we're going to support Texas. Again, this is a fight for, for all of America. And thank goodness Governor Abbott and the great Attorney General Ken Paxton in Texas are stepping up to protect all of our citizens. All right, there you go. That was Utah AG Sean Reyes. Uh, we got a great guest coming up right after this. He's a close ally of President Trump. Uh, he's coming up right after this. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've heard some of the folks on the left, they've said this when it comes to the razor wire. That's cruel. That's inhumane. Uh, because, you know, if you step, if, if you run into or try to climb over the top of razor wire, it's going to hurt. Well, it isn't cruel and it isn't humane and it wouldn't hurt if you weren't trying to climb over the top of it and break into this country illegally. That's kind of the point. So it's not cruel. It's not inhumane. Stop coming to this country illegally. Don't dare try to cross over it. That's the message. Uh, all right. A close ally of of uh, President Donald J. Trump and of Donald Trump Jr. We saw Don Jr. at the SHOT Show last week. I also saw our next guest at the SHOT Show last week as well. Uh, well big Montana story, by the way. Uh, we'll talk about that right after this. So on the way back from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, I listened to about an hour and a half long podcast from Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson talking with the farmers in Europe. Absolutely fascinating. Hit some of the high points on Tuesday's Montana Talks. But we got another big show coming up for you on Wednesday. Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke speaking out clearly against this sham of a border bill in the U.S. Senate. He's going to kick off the hour and a lot more to come. Montana Talks statewide 9 to 10 Wednesday right here.
serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Man, I was so busy running and gunning last week at this SHOT Show. We had so much, as we as we talked about yesterday, we had, man, so many people that we were catching up with, and we would wrap up our, our whole morning show from uh, being live on the radio, packed full of content, and then we'd wrap up, and we'd be sitting there for another two, three hours still talking to people, still interviewing people, and one day in particular, it was like, man, we just had Donald Trump Jr., we had the governor, we got this guy, we got that guy, and I was meeting so many people... Uh, anyway, I, I actually got to meet this gentleman last week at the SHOT Show as well. He was down in Vegas for the big SHOT Show. Uh, Alex Brusowitz is a close ally of President Trump. Uh, not only a close ally of President Trump, but also a close ally of Donald Trump Jr., who we got to see last week as well. And he's the CEO of X Strategies. And uh, he was supposed to be the keynote speaker at, at the upcoming uh, Montana GOP winter kickoff, uh, which is coming up soon in February. Uh, but long story short, uh, he uh, criticized Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale. And as a result, uh, some of Congressman Rosendale's backers uh, were complaining that he was going to be a keynote speaker. Uh, and, and apparently, even though at his speech, he wasn't even going to 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 in you know to. Well, actually, we got him on the phone lines right now. Alex Bruce, it's great to have you on this show. Thanks for being with us. Hey man, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on, and it was great meeting you at Shot Show. I mean, your booth was crushing it, man. Love seeing all those people coming up wanting to talk to you. So you guys are doing a great job. It was crazy because you know we're just a little old Montana radio show, and uh, you know we weren't the big the big national guys, and and but man, we were just swarmed the whole time. It was it was so great, especially with all the Montana folks. That was the best part. Uh, so as I understand it, so you were scheduled to be a keynote speaker at the Montana GOP Winter Kickoff event. Um, and as I understand it, you weren't even going to speak uh, in support of this candidate or against that candidate in Montana. You were solely going to focus your remarks on why we need to elect Donald J. Trump as president once again. I mean, something to that effect. I guess tell us what you were planning to speak on before you got uninvited. Yeah, absolutely. I was honored when I, you know, I've been doing public speaking for, for a very long time, probably a year and a half, two years now. And so whenever I'm invited to speak, I uh, try to take that opportunity. And I was honored that the Montana GOP reached out and, and offered the keynote role to me. And uh, I don't do this for money. I didn't charge any fee or anything like that. I just, I just wanted to get out there to spread uh, the message of why we need President Donald J. Trump back in the White House and what role Montana plays in saving America. And uh, it's a great state. We have tremendous relationships out there. We love the state. Um, it's been really good for President Trump. I love this Fox and Friends interview where Lawrence Jones went to a diner, uh, and he interviewed everybody in there. And everybody said, we want Trump, we want Trump, we want Trump. And so uh, we saw that, wanted to get involved. And uh, it's disappointing that I'm no longer coming out because my girlfriend and I, we were planning uh, our anniversary plans around the trip to Montana, so we were to go to alpaca farms and, uh, you know, sightsee in Yellowstone, but uh, we'll have to come out at a different date now. Yeah, well, it sounds like, I, I know, we'll have to catch up with you at another time on another topic, because I know you're doing some very interesting work here in Montana with Donald Trump Jr. that's fundamentally going to change the game and uh, how we take back America, so I want to talk with you about that at, at, at another time, uh, but so uh, the headline at the Washington Examiner, Montana GOP nixes 
pro-Trump convention speaker over Rosendale criticism. First off, look, I, I understand the sensitivities from some out there and, and, and some of the people who were complaining. I have great respect for them. And, and I get their sensitivities. You know, they they support Rosendale. A lot of other folks support Tim Sheehy. And so they didn't want a speaker coming in that's going to stand up there and, 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 and basically fully endorse Tim Sheehy uh, over Matt Rosendale. But my first response would have been, um, guys, Matt Rosendale isn't even in the race. I mean, seriously, I mean, it's getting pretty late in the game and he hasn't even announced a run for the U.S. Senate. So so how can you complain about uh, about a primary that doesn't even exist at this point? But separately, as I understand it, I mean, you you as you just mentioned, you're not you're not even going to going to speak one way or another for Sheehy or against Rosendale. You were going to talk about what, what you just said you were going to talk about. And so my, my question for the Montana GOP at this point is like, okay, if if the criteria for a speaker is, well, if somebody has attacked Matt Rosendale, they can't be a speaker, even if they're not going to speak about that. Well, well, likewise, okay, so I guess I guess anybody who has criticized uh, Tim Sheehy can no longer be a speaker at the GOP winter kickoff event. Uh, who are you going to get to be a speaker at this point? Well, that's a great question. Honestly, I don't have any uh, ill will towards the Montana GOP. The folks I've engaged with over there are nothing but kind and respectful. And the phone call I received, uh, the the individuals basically in tears saying that they had to cancel me and how they were so disappointed and how they hope I can come back at a different date. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating that the Freedom Caucus of Montana, which I actually have some friends in the Freedom Caucus of Montana who told me that they refused to sign any letter condemning me. Uh, and they said... Uh, that they're based, they just basically came out against free speech. Imagine a freedom caucus that doesn't support free speech. And I just find that to be uh, quite ironic. Uh, but also my criticism, or they call it attacks on Matt Rosendale, has simply been about the fact that I found him to be disloyal to President Trump. In 2018, Rosendale begged and begged President Trump to come out and campaign for him four different times. President Trump, while president, flew to Montana, great state, four times to campaign for Matt Rosendale. And then my friends Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle went out a separate six times to campaign for him. So a total of ten times did my friends and allies go campaign for the guy. But when we asked him to endorse us, he refused to do so for nearly a year. We found that incredibly disrespectful and disloyal. And so absolutely, I criticized him. I criticized many other people uh, who were also disloyal. And so that isn't just uh, that wasn't just criticizing Matt Rosendale. And so that was one. And then recently uh, there was a clip of him supporting amnesty that I shared. And uh, I don't think Republicans like amnesty too much. And so uh, my criticisms were totally fair and uh, now I'm becoming more resolved in my criticism. I'll probably spend a lot more energy working against Matt because of him engaging in leftist-style cancel culture tactics uh, with his allies. And I just find it disappointing that uh, they, you know, we we can't claim to be the party that's against censorship when you have the quote-unquote conservative folks uh, canceling speakers because of mean tweets.
So uh, the Washington Examiner and National Review both did stories about this, and, and they said that there's two key takeaways. One takeaway is that this shows just how divisive a potential Senate primary could be. And our primary is until June. And just last week, Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., you know, agreed with my point that, hey, you can't wait till June to get into the fight. Just like Nikki Haley is wasting precious time right now staying in the presidential race, Montana can't wait till June to start taking the fight to John Tester either. Point two they made is that is that is that this is not going to sit well with Trump world. Uh, My question is, could this, uh, you know, because right now Donald Trump's focused on on bigger battles elsewhere. So I understand why he hasn't weighed in on the Montana Senate race yet. If he did, though, it would be a big game changer. Could this force President Trump uh, to to make an an, an actual endorsement in this uh, potential primary race? Well, I don't want to speak for for President Trump or or anybody other than myself, Um, but I, I can just say that. Matt Rosendale sitting on the sidelines for the presidential primary for as long as he did, it uh, ruined a lot of goodwill he had with Trump world. Uh, and, you know, also we have folks that were privately telling us that Matt Rosendale wanted to endorse DeSantis, his best friends Chip Roy and Bob Good uh, endorsed DeSantis, his other dear friend Ralph Norman is the only Congress member that endorsed Nikki Haley. Uh, and so uh, he, he doesn't have a lot of goodwill with Trump world, and I'll just say through my private discussions with certain folks, uh, they're not too thrilled that he was involved in canceling me uh, due to you know me being a loyal ally for as long as I have been. Uh, and so that's not going to sit well with certain people. But I don't want to come on Montana Talks and make you know decisions for uh, or tell people of Montana to vote one way or another. Uh, but Matt Rosendale did not do well in 2018. He cost us tens of millions of dollars uh, and a ton of energy and a ton of time. And uh, he didn't get across the finish line. And now he's waiting until June uh, or, or late, you know, this late entry to get into the race. Uh, and the Democrats, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, are putting big money behind him, recruiting him to get in the race, slamming his opponent. And so right now you only have two Republicans across the country that are being funded by the Democrats. One, Nikki Haley, and two, Matt Rosendale. And that tells me something. And so uh, I hope he does the right thing and he stays in the House because I think he's a decent enough House member and he's got a pretty good thing going on. Uh, but we can't afford to have these divisive and expensive primaries. We've already wasted $300 million on infighting in this presidential primary. We saw what happened in the 2022 midterms. We were outspent drastically in the general because the never Trumpers and the rhinos were trying to take on the MAGA candidates. Uh, and it was a very expensive fight, and we can't afford to have that. Our country's on a line in 2024. We need as many, as much resources as we possibly can have going to President Trump's fight against Joe Biden, and we can't be distracted by, uh, you know, this, this infighting when we all know the outcome. Uh, and, and so uh, I just hope that Rosendale does the right thing ultimately, but I'm not sure uh, that he will. But I do believe that the voters of Montana uh, will say, hey, you were disloyal to President Trump, and, and you're kind of showing your true colors. So I don't think we want to get behind you this year. Alex Bruce, it's a great to have you on the show this morning. Uh, we got less than a minute before our next break, but if, if you had the 30-second elevator pitch, what you would have said at the Montana GOP winter kickoff uh, calling for support for President Trump, how, how would you break it down? I would have said that if you want to make America strong again, if you want to make America safe again, if you want to make the world peaceful again, vote for Donald J. Trump. 
Uh, and I also say that if you are sick of the radical left trying to impeach our great president, uh, get rid of John Tester because he is a rubber stamp vote for Chuck Schumer and the radical left who voted to impeach our president twice. And now we have a great opportunity to, to send him to retirement and possibly the fat camp. The, f- the flip flop flat top fake moderate John Tester. All right, Alex, great to have you on the show. And yeah, let's catch up a- at another time talking about all the work you're doing in Montana uh, with Donald Trump Jr. to fundamentally change the marketplace in a pro freedom, pro America direction because it's incredible stuff. Quick break here on Montana Talks. Uh, phone lines are open for you after this. So on the way back from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, I listened to about an hour-and-a-half-long podcast from Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson talking with the farmers in Europe. Absolutely fascinating. Hit some of the high points on Tuesday's Montana Talks. But we got another big show coming up for you on Wednesday. Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke speaking out clearly against this sham of a border bill in the U.S. Senate. He's going to kick off the hour and a lot more to come. Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10, Wednesday, right here. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I mean, look, I I get the sensitivities out there. There there's folks who don't want to see the state party uh, playing favorites and and appearing to be endorsing candidates in a primary. I get that, but first off. The guy's not even in the primary yet. And so, you know, it's kind of like what Tim and Savage said yesterday, Adam Schiff or get off the pot. But but uh, it's it's not only starting to get late. It, it was late two months ago uh, to jump into this race, let alone now. That's that's my personal take. But uh, especially given the massive effort and resources it's going to take to take out liberal Senator John Tester. Uh, yeah. Great, great to hear from Alex Brusowitz. I, I mentioned I caught up with him at the SHOT Show last week. He stopped by and said hi when we were talking with Donald Trump Jr. and a whole bunch of other friends there. And uh, he's, he's up to some really cool stuff. So even separate from this whole presidential race and, you know, criticism of, of candidates, et cetera, aside, I do want to catch up with him down the road. Um, but my other point is like, OK, so so I I get it like. You know, the, the GOP uh, it, it, insiders are broken up into these various factions. You got some insiders that that want to go this direction. You got some insiders that want to go that direction. Um, I, I get it. But but my, I guess my point is, is like, well, OK, so I guess I guess if anybody who is who has supported Sheehy or criticized Rosendale, if they can't speak at the GOP events. So I, I, I guess are we now going to say, well, that any of these other fine lawmakers or or other folks out there that support Rosendale, I guess they're not allowed to speak now. So who's going to speak at this winter kickoff thing? Uh, why not just have more people speak? I, I mean, why not hear what, what Alex has to say? Why not hear what this guy has to say? I mean, you know, granted, you know, you don't have 24 hours to sit there and, and filibuster the deal. You know, you want to keep it, you know, short and keep it, you know, with with speakers that are interesting and engaging. But uh, but I but uh, but anyway, that, that's just my take. Well, like, for example, so like, OK, Alex Brusowitz, he just called in the show. We had him on the show last week while I was at the SHOT Show. And you know how busy we were at the SHOT Show. I sent a note to Congressman Rosendale's team and I said, hey, I see Florida Congressman Matt Gates is going to be in Montana this weekend. I am very busy at the SHOT Show down in Las Vegas, but I will make time. I will free up time if, if Congressman Gates wants to join us on the show. 
I'll get him on the show, even though we're down at the shop show in Las Vegas and have plenty of material and plenty of folks to talk to. So I offered that up to them. Uh, and so, um, and I, and I've actually uh, met Matt Gates before. I actually met his dad. His dad is such a, his dad's just such a nice guy. They were both at that, at that, uh, GOP, uh, I think it was a fall roundup event, uh, that I was the MC for back in 2019 in Gallatin County. It was, and it was fun. It was a, it was a great event. And I covered that here on the show. I think I even played like an extended chunk of audio from his speech. Cause it was just so entertaining at the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, okay, this guy wants to speak. Yeah, come on the show. That guy wants to speak. Yeah, come on the show. Oh, you want to speak? You're just listening to the show right now and, and you want to speak? Well, call into the show. 406-294-0970. In fact, we got a caller on the phone lines right now, and I'm glad he called back in. Uh, he called in during our 820 break. And, and about a, an important meeting coming up tonight. And I said, oh, man, we want to get this guy. Uh, we want to get his phone call on the air. But I, I got this guest right now. Thankfully, Philip in Laurel called back in. He's now on the phone lines. Uh, Philip, apparently there's a big meeting tonight with regard to the natural gas power plant that, that we're trying to get up and running in Laurel, Montana. Yeah, there, there's a real issue. You know, the Green Alarmist one is uh, shut it down the northwestern Laurel power plant. And they're using zoning as an issue to, to shut it down. And Laurel's got, had several zoning meetings um, that would uh, affect this power plant, and one of them is going to be tonight. And what, what's, what's really happening is Northwestern Plains Resource Council sends a number of their uh, members uh, to each of the meetings, you know, to come out in, in opposition to the power plant. <clears throat> and so far, I'm the only person that's ever been there that says, yeah, I want the power plant. I think it's important. I don't want to freeze to death on, on a minus 30-degree night when there's no solar and, and no wind. Mm, yeah. And right, right now, uh, tonight at 6 p.m. at the Laurel City Hall, there's going to be a, a public discussion, and I urge people to uh, attend. Now, I have to say that the everybody that's talked um, in, in favor of shutting it down has been very respectful the, the meetings have gone really, really well. But like I say, I'm just the only person there, and it'd be nice to have somebody else to uh, say, yeah, we think that, that we should have that power plant. Put wow. In. You're the one guy standing up to the mob. So, yeah, so who are these people that, that show up to speak in, uh, in opposition to something like a natural gas power plant in Laurel that not only will help keep the heat on, keep the lights on, and then when it's warm out, keep the AC on, but also will help lower taxes in laurel because there will be a major taxpayer in laurel right uh and and who is this army of opposition it's the typical protesters it's your you know tomorrow they're going to be at the pro hamas palestinian rally uh the day after that they were at the black lives matter rally uh then they're at john tester's fundraiser the friday after that it's these these wacko environmentalists from the northern plains resource council and they get the same band of of democrat party activists to show up to protest this, just like they protest everything else, they're full-time, uh, mostly, you know, they're com community organizer, left-wing activists, and they're a Soros-funded outfit. They are funded by foreign financiers that want to shut down this country. 
Uh, and that's exactly what they and, – and, yeah, they're, they're nice and they're respectful in their testimony. That's because they know how to play this game. They've been playing this game for a long time, and a lot of our people don't have time to play the game. Or if they do, they, they may not know about the meeting tonight. So it's so important you called in. Yeah, and like I said, most of the of the people that have been there, a good portion have been from Billings and whatnot. So you you can see that they're organized. Because why why would people from Billings come over to uh, to to speak about what's happening at Laurel? And and they they use the the argument. Well, we need to keep that agricultural, and you know we don't want industrial. In in my opinion, we need an area, particularly in Laurel, where we do have industry concentrated in in one single spot and like you said there there's tax implications and all that but also the other issue that goes with this this also goes all the way back to the to the uh um suit that that the uh the kids brought about you know we don't want um horrible emissions in in uh, montana to hurt us so this, this this is a real you know, big muddy mess. They're nuts. Yeah, they'll they'll throw up again. They're very skilled at this game. Uh, they're they're very skilled at messaging and psychological operations. Oh, oppose this and support agriculture. Yeah, because farmers and ranchers don't use energy. Farmers and ranchers don't use natural gas. Oh, give me a break. You know, like that's the oh for Pete's sake moment of the day right there. Oppose this natural gas plant because farmers don't use energy is what they're basically saying. What a bunch of clowns. I mean, I'm sorry if that sounds mean, but it's the fact at this point, and, and at some point, we just got to call these people out for exactly what they are. They are a danger to this country. They are a danger to the, to the state of Montana. Yeah, and make, make sure if anyone plans to attend that they get there a, a bit earlier because seating is very limited inside. It's, it's a very small city city hall room chamber, and the, the planning commission and all those people take up a lot of that room. So if you want to be inside, you know, show, show up early and, and – uh, Please get up and speak when the time comes. 6 p.m. Laurel City Hall, right? Right. All right. Well, hey, just like folks, you know, know you got to get out at the school board meetings when they're trying to, you know, put assassination classroom and the the uh, the lesbianas guide to Catholic schools in your high school libraries. You know, again, the same band of leftist activists will show up in defense of assassination classroom that will show up tonight to oppose a natural gas power plant. So, so important if if folks can get out there. Uh, Phil, thanks so much. Uh, Thanks so much for the uh, phone call. Uh, Let's go next. Is it Rod in Billings? Uh, Rod, thanks for the phone call. What's on your mind? Yes, I'm talking about uh, the clarification on on Alex. You know, was uh, invited to speak at the, the winter kickoff. And it wasn't the Freedom Caucus that got him removed. It's the executive board that requested that he be replaced. That, oh, sure. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the executive board requested it. But but the Freedom Caucus came out uh, and, and was putting on a bunch of pressure to, to get him removed as the speaker. Yeah. Well, what's your take on it? Well, we want him removed for the simple reason of uni- unity of the party. You know, we don't need some somebody paid to bash one of the most conservative statesmen. I'm talking about a statesman, not a politician, a statesman that Montana has in, in the last maybe 30 or 40 years. And, and somebody that's put in by the top echelon when the Montana executive boards are the ones that run the party. So 
So even if he wasn't going to criticize Rosendale uh, during his speech, he still didn't want him to speak. He already had. He's got a reputation. Yeah, but but Rosendale has been criticizing Danes, and and his surrogates have been criticizing Danes. So if it's about party unity, then let's have it be about party unity. Hold that thought. I'll come back to you after this. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. What is going on in the Biden White House? What is going on with our military? And that's part of my problem. I don't have faith in Joe Biden as commander in chief to make the right decision. I don't think he has the the wherewithal to pull off what would, would really need to be done here by taking out the refineries. If you really want to go big, get an alliance that Trump had, you know, rebuild the alliance of Jordan, Egypt, the Saudis, the Emirates and Israel and the United States. Why don't they all just pledge that we can't live in an in a part of the world with a nuclear armed Iran, it is an existential threat to our very existence. Maybe they should all just agree, eh, let's take these nuclear sites out. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not for a full fledged war. The conservative underground on Hannity's show. You know, personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you have not developed a plan, put Buying Burner, the less lethal pistol, at the top of your 2024 resolution list. Now, that's Burner. You spell it B-Y-R-N-A. Now, when you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Burner is the answer. Now, I personally own several Burner launchers. Now, they're legal in all 50 states, and Burner can ship their less lethal pistols and rifles directly to your door. As a responsible gun owner, guess what? You need to strategically rethink your approach on the use of force. We need to be smart by starting with less lethal and determining if we need to elevate our use of force to stop a particular threat. A burner is proudly American. It's manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner, B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity right now. You'll get 10% off on your purchase. Now choose burner for peace of mind and the protection of you and your family. That's B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity. This is the Montana Economic Minute. The evidence from economic research is clear and unequivocal. Losing your job is a bad thing. Of course, economists focus on things like future employment and wages, but the list of other social, health, and psychological issues that stem from job loss is long and depressing as well. The reasons for job loss vary, of course. Economists tend to focus on job loss that occurs from company closures or other mass layoffs because those events can affect workers across the board. That lets researchers focus on the event of a job loss instead of the characteristics of any individual worker who might be let go. Job loss affects high and low wage different workers differently. High wage workers can suffer a loss of wages from accepting low wage jobs. Low wage workers, who may be already near the lowest rung of wages, suffer from longer unemployment bouts and accepting jobs that have less hours available. In both cases, the impacts are persistent and significant. And even after six years, I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the Univ.com. That's ProstateSecrets.com. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
All right, I'm glad Rod and Billings was able to stay on the phone lines there. We had to hit that hard break. But, uh, yeah, Rod, I, I hear where you're coming from. Look, hey, you, you know, your message is, look, this guy, uh, you know, took a shot at Matt Rosendale, criticized Matt Rosendale for not supporting President Trump earlier. So he shouldn't be a speaker at the at the GOP winter kickoff. But but then I guess if OK, well, if, if he can't speak, then who else can't speak? Can anybody who's criticizing Steve Daines or criticizing Tim Sheehy, can they not speak either? I mean, if it's all about party unity, then let it be about party unity. But but my, I guess my other question is, why not bring the fireworks to the GOP winter kickoff? And why not, uh, you know, you know, bring speakers with uh, with various backgrounds and, and let the fireworks go, get people excited? If that's um, if that's true, you know, at the, at the winter kickoff, we have uh, Austin Knutson, uh, Ed Hart, and and Ryan Zinke, Matt Rosedale speaking. They're all politicians of Montana, and we we don't need a person that two or three months ago referred to Matt Rosendale as Democrat pawn. Which he is not, and it's it's just a. I think it's terrible to, you know, fellow Republicans to take a bash of somebody and state non say things that's not truthful. It's it's a. I guess what I would say it kind of shows the, the true colors of some of our top leadership. So, well, his point was that was that, you know, that these folks that aren't that aren't, you know, loyal and supporting President Trump, he was calling out people for that. Uh, and so so I, but I get where you're coming from. You don't like the, the party infighting. But then again, like party infighting is, is everything the House we've seen out of the House Republicans for the last two years. Some people, that's the reason they love Matt Rosendale is because of the party infighting. Yeah, it, uh, I think you referred to me as Rob. It's Ron. Oh, oh, Ron. Okay, great. Yeah, it said. Uh, yeah, apologize. Yeah. And I, I'm the executive representative on the District Two Southeastern Board of of the Montana Republican Party. So uh, we've watched this pretty close. Yeah. And, uh, and this uh, Alex has been badmouthing Matt Rosendale and accusing him of, of being in with the Democrats for some time and it's um it's it, it we don't need that kind of stuff at a republican convention or kickoff all right. Well, I appreciate hearing from you. We're, we're already running out of time this hour of the show, but I appreciate hearing from you. I'm glad you stuck around so we could give you some more time there after the break as well. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, real quick here before we wrap up this hour of the show, we got a great show coming up for you in the nine o'clock hour of the program as well. Congressman Ryan Zinke speaking out against this sham border bill in the Senate. We're going to start there, plus more to follow after that. Uh, hey, you know, we've got some nice weather once again. Man, it went from like 40 below zero, 50 below zero to now like uh, almost 60 in some parts of Montana. Some of you probably snuck in around a golf. And then there's others out there who you wanted to go golfing, but you can't because you got pain in your knees, pain in your hip, pain in your back. And so now you've maybe got the time to finally go out and do things like golf or hunt or hike, but you don't do it because of the pain. Let me tell you about QC Kinetics. 
QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, and they're now in Montana. What they do is they take the healing properties that are already in your body and consolidate them directly into those achy joints. So you get the pain relief without the painkillers, without the surgery, and without the downtime that can come with it. If you want a free consultation to see if this is the right path for you to hike down, call QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. Congressman Zinke, coming up next. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. It is said that you can't be just a little bit pregnant, but you can be a little bit at war. The U.S. could be at war right now. We don't know for sure because Congress hasn't declared war. Organizations linked to Iran just killed three U.S. service members in Jordan. The U.S. fired strikes on Iraq on facilities used by Iranian-backed militia groups. The U.S. now regularly launches attacks on the Houthis. This is why the U.S. lost two SEALs in the Gulf of Aden last week. So where does that leave the U.S. militarily, politically, and constitutionally when it comes to war or whatever the U.S. is engaged in right now? Quote, I don't know what else you'd call it, said GOP Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. I guess you would call it war. But if that's the case, who approved this war? Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution says Congress has the power to declare war. Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution grants the president power as commander-in-chief. That schism blurs who's really in charge and whether the U.S. is actually involved in hostilities, or for that matter, at war. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News.